Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. Now, most business owners struggle with one thing that seems easy on the surface, which is how do you get your team to follow the process? For example, Darren is the owner of multiple dog hotels. That's right, dog hotels. People go on holiday, they need their dog to be looked after, dog hotels. Um, now, one day, Darren told me that he was frustrated that his team would not consistently follow the processes in his business. As a result, mistakes were pretty frequent, risking the health of the dogs or customer satisfaction and so on. Team members were often inefficient, which increases costs and also reduced his revenue. And he was required to be on hand every single day to be able to deal with issues. So no holidays, uh, no ability to, to, be to, uh, to unwind and so on and reduce the stress in this business. So he wanted to know, like, what should I do? Should I give up trying to get people to follow the process? Are the people themselves the problem? Like, do I need to fire these people? And if so, like who? Is this unusual for a business? Is his business unusual? And why won't people just do things right? Clearly, it was pretty frustrating for Darren. So in this episode of De-Stress Your Business, I'm going to go deep into the advice that I gave him, the changes that Darren made as a result, and what then happened. So first, let's start with the advice that I gave. So um, essentially, there's in three parts. The first part is that we need to be able to set a realistic expectation that your team can follow a process. Because naturally, they're not going to follow the process if you can't set a realistic expectation. Now, that might seem obvious. You might think, well, you know, yeah, of course I do. But actually, what we tend to see in a lot of organizations is you can't or you don't have a realistic expectation. So, for example, if it would be usual in your business that someone says, oh, there's a process for this, and they go, oh, is there? I didn't know, or I didn't know where to find it, or I looked in one place, but it wasn't there. If that's the situation in your business, then you can't set a realistic expectation that people are going to follow the process. So there's a few things that you need in place. The first thing is how are people trained on a process in the first place? If the answer is, well, they're not, it just exists in a binder, you can't set a realistic expectation. So you need to make sure that the onboarding for people into new roles includes them walking through the process. And I use that <laughs> phrase uh, very carefully, them walking through the process, not you doing the process and showing them and then assuming that they will have gleaned enough information that means that they can do it themselves. At some point, and it might be that you show them first or you tell them first, then show them and then get them to do it. But at some point in your onboarding, in your training, you need them to walk through that process step by step, following it to the letter and you uh, and you or someone else observing it that knows what good looks like, say, yeah, you've done it or provide feedback or make tweaks or whatever to the process so that they get it right next time. So that's the first thing is they have to have been able to follow the process at least once <laughs> themselves without you handholding or telling them what to do along the way. Secondly, it needs to be easy to find that process later. If they follow it that first time and it's part of their onboarding and then that's it and there's no way that they can go and see it, don't be surprised if they forget 
what the steps are and make mistakes. So it needs to be easy for them to be able to find that process later. Now, obviously, at Air Manual, we provide a tool that allows you to put your process in one place and so on. You can search it and, and whatever. But whatever the answer is for you, in, in the case of um, Darren with dog hotels, sometimes it was about making it easy to find the process at the place that you're doing the work. So, you know, putting a, a, a link or a note or a sticker or whatever that reminds you, oh, yeah, there's a process for when you're, for example, um, when you're giving the dogs their medicine or when you're returning the medicines along with the dog for them to be picked up or whatever, like making it easy for the person to know that there is a process and where to find it, right? Thirdly, you need to make the process easy to use and ideally check off the process, particularly as a process becomes more complex or long. It's easy to skip steps. We've seen processes in businesses where they're like massive word documents, 30, 50 pages. And as a result, it's not surprising that people miss steps in the process. So you can't set a realistic expectation that they'll follow the process if it's not easy to do so. So, um, Obviously, a day manual will make it with a, like an interactive checklist that people can literally tick it off. But whatever you do, you need to make sure that it's easy for them to use and it's easy for them to be able to track their progress and uh, and and follow the process rather than just saying, oh, yeah, well, it, it exists. We'll assume that you get it right. So that's the first thing. So the first thing is you need to be able to set a realistic expectation that people will follow the process. And you can see that hopefully already I've raised the bar in terms of what you see as being needed to uh, to be able to set that expectation. Once we've done that, the second thing is when things go wrong, we need to assume it's a process problem, not a people problem first. So what I mean by that is when you've got that team member who makes a mistake and it's really expensive or frustrating or whatever, rather than reacting, ah, Janet, why didn't you do this? Or, ah, Janet, you made this mistake or whatever. Uh, and I've chosen Janet because I don't have a team member called Janet <laughs> currently, um, uh, that you're not reacting to that. Instead, you need to be asking questions to identify what went wrong in the process that caused the problem. Is it that the process was hard to follow? Was it hard for Janet to follow to find the process? Or was it that jo Janet didn't even know a process existed or she found the wrong one or it was out of date or whatever? Ask questions to identify how it could be improved to avoid that issue in future. So we often call this attacking the process rather than attacking the person. Now, if you do do that process and maybe after a few times or whatever, Janet's still making the mistake, and the uh, or, or at least there wasn't an issue with the process and the conclusion is that they just didn't follow it right they forgot they didn't refer to it they didn't think it was important to use the checklist and follow the process every time or that time and so they didn't but then it caused a mistake that's when you then say okay so this is why it's important that we don't make mistakes as a result like this is the impact of that as a result would you agree that if we follow the process, we're less likely to mistakes? Yes, of course. In which case, um, uh, what's your plan going forward? And normally at that point, they'll go, yeah, in future, I get it. I'll, I'll follow the I'll follow the process because I can see that then I wouldn't have skipped that step. And, it, you know, I can see it's wasted a load of uh, lots of other people's time and it's impacted the customer and so on. So, yeah, I agree. And I'll do that in future. And generally, that will be enough 
to solve most of your problems. That will be enough to make sure that people actually follow the processes that you've got in your business because you're having that discussion. You're, you're fixing the process and actually not often it is the process. It might be that you go, oh, Janet, it's poor Janet. Uh, Janet, why didn't, why didn't you add VAT to that invoice? And actually, maybe in the process, it never mentions VAT or it uh, says something that's incorrect about how the VAT treatment should work or whatever. Like often that is the problem. And so genuinely, it's a really useful exercise to to attack the process and improve it. Um, and then using uh, it as a last resort, really, if, if you kind of feel like, no, we've, we've addressed all of that. It is just that that person didn't follow it or didn't follow it to the letter, agree that that's what they're going to do in future. And as a result, shouldn't make mistakes. So that's the second thing. The third thing is when things repeatedly go wrong, okay, now it is a people a problem, right? If you've done everything that you can, if someone has repeatedly said, yeah, I get it, I'm sorry, I'm gonna follow the process, and you've addressed all the issues that would make that difficult, you can set a realistic expectation, and they're still failing, I'm afraid you've got to manage them out. It is a people issue. They aren't a good fit for that role. They're not able to do the most basic thing required of that role, which is follow the process to make sure that they don't make mistakes and they uh, they don't cause problems uh, for, for you, right? So you have to manage them out. You have to have that awkward conversation with them where you say, look, we've, we've had numerous conversations about the impact of this. You've made a mistake again, or you've skipped the step or, or whatever. We've previously talked about the importance of doing that and you've agreed that you'll follow it. You still haven't done so. And as a result, unfortunately, uh, I, this isn't a good fit uh, for you in the role. Um, uh, we're going to uh, essentially ask you to leave the organization or we're going to end your employment or however you want to phrase it. But ultimately, they need to um, leave the organization if they're not able to get up to the standard. Now, in my experience, people usually are, particularly if you're open about the fact that if they continually fail to meet the standard that they're going to have to leave. Now, there is another case that I've seen happen rarely, but does happen which is that someone says they are following the process and they may even tick stuff off to make it look like they have, but evidence suggests that they aren't. And you've made it hard to get wrong and you've helped them as much as you can. Again, you need to manage them out. And the example that I often use for this is imagine um, in a hotel, uh, you may have seen in the sort of you know, communal area toilets, there might be like a tick sheet, like a, a sheet that says, you know, it's got normally the hours of the day and a, a cleaner has to go in and just sign their name next to the hour to say that, yes, I've checked this toilet. And it's not a full checklist. It's not saying exactly what they need to do with checking the toilet, but they're largely signing to say, I have been in, I've checked the area, checked the stalls, whatever, to make sure that it's clean and so on. Now, imagine you had a cleaner who went in, signed the name and left and never checked the toilet and did that multiple times. And you were able to prove that. You know that that's the case. Of course, you need to manage them out, right? That is just lying to you. And so you might have one or two conversations about why that's a problem and so on. But if still they're you know, not getting it, of course, they need to uh, to leave the organization. Which brings me on to a kind of final word of warning for you more generally is you get what you tolerate. If you allow people to continuously skip steps, to ignore processes, to make mistakes, or even in that case of the tort thing, like literally lie, those people will stay. Your best people will leave and you'll get left with the rest. 
So instead, set the bar high, like repeat your expectations that people follow the process and that they uh, and that they do so accurately and so on. And then follow through on removing people from the organization once you've made those repeated attempts to help them meet the required standard. Ultimately, people will thank you for it. And particularly if you've had those conversations where you've asked them, how can we improve the process so that this doesn't happen in future? Here's the impact of it. Can we make sure that we're going to do this in future? People will love you for it. They'll consider you a much better leader and you'll get amazing results. When I look at how this was applied in Darren's case, when Darren uh, sort of tried to, to apply this in, the, in his business, initially he and his team recognized the need for change but felt apprehensive. It all just felt too much, uh, too big a change. Now, upon then getting started, initiating the change, starting to document the processes, uh, having those slightly awkward conversations um, with the team, they actually found that it was more manageable than anticipated. And as a result, their roles became really well-defined, their processes became systematically documented, the team received proper training, um, they managed everything using their their, their process dashboard so that they could see what had got done and what hasn't got done, need updating and so on. Um, Also, their managers felt more supported because they felt like they were playing pivotal roles in the transformation. And actually, the team members liked it more as well because they felt like the standard was high and they were doing good things. And of course, most importantly, mistakes became rare. They uh, uh, wasted less money and uh, customers were happier. And in fact, the team members who were initially skeptical about whether this could work in that business became advocates for the new approach. And the entire team began to recognize and appreciate the benefits. Uh, As a result, they saw increased efficiency, operations processes then became like really easy to find and transparent, and they were able to tackle issues and mistakes much easier. And in fact, um, I heard from a member of the team recently that Darren himself has adopted the phrase, is this a process problem or a people problem uh, when tackling issues uh, to uh, to make sure that they're, they're focusing on, actually, is this a process problem <laughs> first rather than attacking the person? But most importantly, you know, in terms of impact of all this, his team, His customers are happy. And my favorite of all is that Darren has been able to take his first holiday in years. So I hope you found this episode useful. And if you're interested in solving similar problems in your business, uh, check out. We've got a a free guide ebook that you can uh, get on how to give your team the clear guidance processes and onboarding needed to remove stress and unlock growth. You can find that at airmanual.link forward slash discover. Now, if you're struggling to even free up the time to work on your business (laughs) rather than working in it, then I'd like to give you uh, free access to a recording of a masterclass that I ran on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. You can find out more about that masterclass and access it at airmanual.co forward slash webinar. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. Please do subscribe to the podcast to hear more guidance on how to scale your business without stress. And if you'd really like to help me out, and I would massively appreciate it, share this episode on social media or with your friends or both if you have both. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.